0: What would you like the power
1: to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello, fellow PACs. What you're about to hear is a sneak peek of the Source audiobook, which will be available on Audible later this spring. Going forward, we're going to release chapters in conjunction with the vintage 43 of Dread and I discussing different cue points. So we hope you enjoy.
1: Leadership is a skill that a person must learn and master during their lifetime rather than an attribute of their character with which they are born. As a skill, it's a lot like learning to play the piano. If it were an attribute, it would be like having blue eyes or square jaw. Because it is a skill, a person must commit to learning to lead in the same way that they would learn to play the piano. The degree to which they will ultimately master it will depend both upon their natural ability and their willingness to practice. Because we were all born with some leadership ability, even a man with very little natural skill can still be an effective leader if he is willing to practice hard. But a man who will not practice at all will never master the skill, even if he is born with the heart of a lion. The decision to become an effective leader is volitional. No one else can make it for you. F3 was born on January 1, 2011. Its initial purpose was to give men a way to improve their lives by exercising together as part of a workout community. While that worked, we quickly realized that the members of F3 needed more than just physical fitness to improve their lives. They also needed help in mastering their leadership skills. Their families, their workplaces, and their neighborhoods were all communities that needed leadership just as much as the F3 workout community did. From this need, F3's mission of the invigoration of male community leadership evolved. To help the men of F3 learn and master leadership, we began to develop a body of practices that we drew from the timeless principles of leadership and their effective application in our workout community. Initially, these leadership practices were transmitted between us verbally, like a set of oral traditions passed around a campfire. But as F3 grew and the limits of this rudimentary method became increasingly clear to us, we began cataloging our practices more deliberately through blogs and social media. While this was an improvement over the verbal transmission method, its effectiveness was limited by the lack of cohesion among the various principles and practices themselves. This was exacerbated by the geographical separation of our growing organization. So we began searching for a way to provide a common set of principles that were internally integrated and were as useful to our group in Seattle as they were to the men in faraway Savannah. From this search, the Q source was born. It is the integrated expression of F3's leadership philosophy. In short, it is our leadership manual. As such, it is designed to be used by F3's members to improve their leadership skills for the benefit of their families, their workplaces, and their neighborhoods. But because it's based on timeless principles, we hope that it's also useful for any group that wants to improve the leadership skills of its members.
0: Foundation Point 1. Disruption. Disturbance to the Status Quo. Leaders influence movement to advantage. A leader is a person who can influence people to do things that they would not have done otherwise. Put another way, but for the influence of the leader, the things done by his followers would not happen. The leader is the agent, the impetus, and the proximate cause of his followers' movement toward the doing of those specific things that he identifies as advantageous. Without him, they would remain static and focused on maintaining the status quo. In the heart of man, inertia will reign, absent a disruption. The connection between movement and leadership is critical because it presupposes a need for action, a recognition by the leader himself, that the status quo is something less advantageous than some other place, a location the leader visualizes and then articulates to his followers. Only then can the leader begin to persuade them to follow him to the new place. He must describe it to them first, because people will only overcome their inertia and follow someone if they believe that he knows where he is going. They won't leave the known for the unknown, no matter how charismatic the leader is. Because it induces movement, leadership causes disruption. Leadership wrenches people away from the place at which they were determined to remain. It causes them to question the foundation of their belief that their status quo was desirable and that stasis was in their best interest. It attacks the palpable, but false, sense of security that inertia provides. Like the agitator in a washing machine, leadership dislodges things long embedded in people's emotional fabric, things that are impure and do not belong there, but to which they have become accustomed, like a ketchup stain on their favorite shirt. Being both disruptive and agitating, leadership will naturally make people uncomfortable, at least until they begin to see for themselves that they are being led to a place of advantage. If a man calls himself a leader but does not cause disruption by initiating movement, then he's not practicing leadership. He might be doing something else, like managing or governing, but he's not leading. He is a leader in name only, until people begin to follow him to an advantageous place that he has visualized and articulated to them. A leader is a person who influences movement to advantage. A great leader's legacy is built on love. The degree to which a leader is able to influence movement is dependent upon his level of skill. People will follow a leader when he's in the room. People will continue to follow a good leader when he's left the room. But only a great leader is able to influence movement to advantage even after he's died. That is a legacy leader, and he is a rare breed who leaves a legacy that is built upon love. All great leaders aspire to leave a legacy. Leadership is a difficult skill to master, requiring desire, commitment, and love. Having paid for that skill with blood, sweat, and tears, great leaders have the natural inclination to pass on what they've learned and to be remembered for it. This yearning is what creates their legacy. It comes from the leader's love for his followers and his sincere desire to see them obtain advantage. A great leader accelerates throughout his life. He views leadership as a craft that must be honed through continual study and application. In the way that a lawyer or doctor practices his profession from the standpoint of service to his client or patient, a great leader's focus is always upon his followers rather than himself. It is their best interests, not his, that motivates his actions. It is their advantage, not his, to which he initiates movement. This is only possible if, first and foremost, he loves them more than he loves himself. The great leader knows that if his love is not great, then neither will be his leadership. Foundation Point 2. Language. The lexicon of virtuous leadership. Leadership is evolutionary, not revolutionary. The Q source is not a revolutionary philosophy of leadership. In fact, revolutionary leadership theories are a myth because all leadership is founded upon a common set of principles that have been gradually evolving through trial and error since the first caveman led his tribe to higher ground to escape the rising floodwaters. What distinguishes one leadership philosophy from another, what makes it useful in a leader's quest to influence movement to advantage, is its manner of organization and uniqueness in language. Because it's an outgrowth of F3, the Q source relies upon the same rich lexicon that the packs use to communicate within F3. Any man who has posted to an F3 workout knows that F3 has a unique word or definition for just about any concept that we would consider to be mission essential. You will find that to be so in the Q source as well. The culture denatures words to uselessness. Take the word accountability as an example. If you look that word up in the dictionary, you'll find some form of the following definition, an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. That definition, while technically accurate, isn't very useful in advantage-seeking because it doesn't tell you how to do it. Moreover, the culture has further maligned the word into full-blown uselessness. Very smart people routinely say things like, yep, this is the year I start holding myself accountable. While that may sound good, it's actually a useless statement because nobody can hold themselves accountable. If that were possible, the word accountability would not need to exist because the concept of accountability would be unnecessary we would all just lead ourselves down the virtuous path through our own self-will. But we can't, at least not enough of the time to render the world free of the problems that the concept of accountability arose to address in the first place. As a result, for the purpose of the language of virtuous leadership, the word accountability has been denatured by the culture and rendered useless, which is not good because the concept of accountability is inexpressibly important to the skill of leadership. Without accountability, leaders cannot influence movement to advantage. Effective groups have a unique language. So, in order to recapture the concept, we redefine the word. Thus, the F3 lexicon defines accountability as submitting to a standard through enforcement and consequence. To practice accountability, there must be a standard, an objective measure of performance or behavior, enforcement, an external force to apply the standard, and consequence, the result of the enforcement of the standard. When the PACs use the word accountability, they mean submission to the standard through enforcement and consequence. Just as when we say PACs, we mean the members of F3 nation. These are just two examples from the lexicon. There will be many more. F3 is not alone though, in its employment of unique language. Every effective group has its own language, whether it be the United States Army or the New England Patriots. The Army has field manuals that are full of its uniquely defined doctrinal principles and the Patriots have their playbook. Both perform the same essential function to provide their leaders the linguistic tools they need to effectively influence movement to advantage within the group. Like the Army and the Patriots, F3 is also an organization that seeks advantage. To do that effectively requires a unique language, and for us, that is the lexicon.